Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It was a couple of days after Aldo had its run-in with the locals when I arrived. Everyone was on edge. And everywhere we went, it was with guns. So I remember there was a point when I was here, which was like a week or so after the uh, Aldo ran those guys off that like we were going out somewhere and some folks were like well can someone who is comfortable using a gun stay behind right yeah right. that's what it was at like yeah 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 it was yeah because not all of us like want to or can like I, I can't I'm too scared of guns like I, I recognize that they're very important I'm glad I I'm surrounded by people who can like defend me but um, and I think that's important to like allow space for that too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what kind of saying there is really important not just for this story, but for folks listening to this and thinking, oh, fuck, I need to get guns. If you want to get guns, go ahead and get some, if you can, safely and legally. But what you need is community. Everyone at the ranch works hard every day to keep their project going. Sometimes that's with a gun. Most of the time, it's with a sack of crunchy alpaca food or sometimes with a keyboard. The community that sustains the ranch is much bigger than the people on the ground. And it's a great illustration of the power of solidarity to sustain a project which, in times like today's, the world really needs. Today, hundreds of queer people visit the ranch every year for hundreds of different reasons. Kat takes care of the ranch's visitors and manages social media. Jen helps administer a Patreon account for the ranch, complete with daily alpaca photos and updates on events. When I arrived at the ranch in 2021, 
it became pretty clear that I wasn't the only one who'd seen the tweet. Paul and Aldo both have backgrounds in combat arms. Both of them fought in wars they now don't think were a great idea, and both of them were willing to use the skills the state gave them to protect people who the state wouldn't. Paul, like Aldo and I, came because of a tweet. I saw Aldo tweet like a stop sign or something, and it said, you know, a few years ago, I never would have imagined being on like a transgender anarchist alpaca farm, but here I am. And I think I DM'd him or something. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And uh, we ended up signal chatting and um, he explained what was happening and what had happened uh, the day he was there or one of the days he was there. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds super fucked up. Hey, I'm going to book a, a, a flight. Before Aldo left, they picked up another tale. We went into Westcliff, the closest town for something, I think just to the gas station. And when we, when we came back down at the quarry down by the airport, which is like three or four miles down the road towards the, the town, two to three vehicles pulled out and started following us. And one of them pulled down the road the ranch is on, and we, we just drove straight. And then they followed us, and we turned around two or three roads down, and then the third vehicle that had been waiting now was waiting for us to come back and pull in. Mm-hmm. So like well, they, they were trying very hard to tail anyone and get like identifying information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I arrived, Paul and I slept in the guard trailer. Well, I slept. Paul stayed up all night walking patrols and keeping an eye on the fence line. If you're familiar with Hey Duke and Edward Abbey's eco-anarchist novel The Monkey Wrench Gang, that's a pretty good way to envision Paul, albeit without the misogyny and racism that makes it pretty hard to have any respect for that book or its author. Throughout the night, I'd check in on Paul. It wasn't a large trailer. And when I did, I'd look through his night vision at the strange movements in the fields around the ranch. People seemed to huddle behind a pickup, and they used the headlights to try and blind us. Night vision doesn't really work that way anymore, but they moved around throughout the night thinking that we couldn't see them staging in different areas on the ridge above us, with a commanding field of view, and presumably a field of fire as well. We assumed they were trying to watch us as we sat there watching them. It was actually pretty fascinating. Um, (laughs) So a house that happens to be visible from the ranch, or another property that's visible from from the hilltop that the ranch is on here, like every evening it would start to get dark out, and then like 15 or 20 cars would show up. Oh yeah, it was like fifteen to twenty, which, cars. which has yeah. never happened since. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, well, so like fifteen to twenty cars would show up, and um, I can't remember what precipitated it, but the second night I was here, oh, I know what it was. Somebody walked their dog, and I happened to kind of meet them down by the gate because they were walking up the road. It was like two o'clock in the morning during a blizzard, and I was like, "This is very unusual." So I met them down there and um, I happened to have like night vision gear and they, it was obviously like from them because from that point on, they would actually point vehicles at the ranch with their headlights on the entire night uh, from some properties that are closer to the highway, which like is semi-effective. It makes this bloom for 15 feet around that vehicle but then everything else you can just see, so it didn't matter. Inside the house, it got harder and harder to move over the course of the next few days. A support came flooding in. 
there were thousands of rounds of ammunition, plate carriers, plates, the kind that stopped bullets, and boxes of first aid supplies. One day, Paul and I sat around staging first aid kits, unwrapping and preparing the products to make them easier to use. People messaged every day volunteering to help, and we looked them up using some background check websites they often use for work to check that they weren't chuds trying to infiltrate the ranch. Wow. Yeah, the, the amount of support that we've seen is largely absurd. Like, I, I would have never yeah. guessed that, like, that people would have come out this hard for us. Yeah. yeah. It must be nice to know that, like, everybody fucking wants you to succeed. Right? Yeah, like, yeah it is. Yeah. Like, it gets us through. Like, you can't troll me. Yeah. No, like, it's just there, like... there, there are no haters that can get to us because right? of how much support that we know is out there, yeah. not only right? um, locally, but uh, as... as Internationally, yeah. like right. for fuck's sake, like uh-huh. internationally, like we have people from all over the world that have like taken a moment to be like, what can I do? Like, what do you need right now? Like, and that is just like you can't troll that out of me. Like, there is nothing you can say that I can't be like, yeah. But also, I've got twelve people who would kill you for me. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, fuck you. <laughs> the ranch became something of a core celebre on the arm left. The outpouring of support was incredible. In March of 2021, we all probably felt a little bit helpless. A summer of uprising and revolt had yielded a new geriatric white dude in charge. COVID was still raging, and the cops had shown less anger at thousands of church storming Congress than they did at kids holding Black Lives Matter placards in the street. In a time when it was difficult to feel powerful, the ranch openly defying attempts to scare them out of the valley gave people a sense of success. And they were more than willing to show up and help. So, yeah, I want to talk about that because you guys attempted to basically stock up on firearms at a time in American history when that may have been hardest and most expensive. Mm. And (laughs) what sort of got you through was a lot of people from all over the internet showing solidarity. Real leftists. From all over the world. Like, it was literally all over the world. Any fascist organizations. Yeah, we got sent uh, plate, plate carriers... People did runs for ammo. Like people would like buy ammo, like or organize something and get ammo and food and things, and then just drive up, drop it, and leave because you know not everybody's ready to be in like an active zone where you could get shot. Right. But they would do runs up to drop stuff off for us. Like it was crazy, crazy. But that solidarity wasn't just on the internet. It was in the valley as well. Even before the attacks on the ranch began, the unicorns knew they were coming. They knew because people told them. And people told them because they cared about them and wanted them to be safe. They cared about them because, from the outset, the unicorns had made themselves an important part of their community. When the county stopped recycling waste that could be recycled, the unicorns stepped up and volunteered to do it themselves. On my first trip, I joined Penny and Jay for the long drive into Canyon City with a rickety horse trailer full of old beer cans, and a truck with a struggling transmission. The money they get paid to recycle the cans is less than the gas they spend getting there. But it's an important thing to do, so they do it. Hey, Garrison here. Now that we have talked about how the siege happened, we need to explain why. At the start of this series, we said that this was a story that was about the internet. And it is. It's a story about how the internet has allowed a section of the American right that's 
always existed to develop links and gained both power and coherence in the last two decades, thanks largely to online organizing. The story of how these groups got where they are is a long one. It starts with talk radio, with Rush Limbaugh, and then with Glenn Beck, and the gradual drift to Fox News from bad journalism to outright barking for genocide seven nights a week at prime time. It's a story that we can't tell here, not in its entirety, but we can show you a little of what it looks like when that rhetoric leaves the forums and Facebook comments and lands on the ground in a small town in Colorado. There are two versions of the truth in Westcliff. There's the one that most of you are going to hear, and then there's the one that you can find George Gremlich purveying in his local newspaper, the Sangri de Cristo Sentinel. The Sentinel is probably best summarized as a print version of the Facebook comments from some of your older relatives that you've hopefully long since muted. It's the guy who doesn't know when to stop booming on about Obama at the Thanksgiving table, but in a stream-of-consciousness, unedited print format. We're going to let George lay out what the Sentinel is about in his own words. We didn't get much joy out of trying to speak with him, and not for lack of trying. I approached his office numerous times, uh, knocking on the door and trying to uh, have a good old chat with George. But luckily, he did go on the record for the Texas TL in Exile podcast. This kind of spectacular programming, two white dudes shooting the breeze, is certainly a tried-and-true recipe for success in the podcasting space, but you could be forgiven for not having heard of this particular podcast before, uh, because even though we knew about it, it took us forever to even find it on the uh, hit podcasting app Rumble. Uh, we moved to uh, Custer County from uh, the Adirondack Mountains in northern New York about 12 years ago. And uh, the wife and I were basically uh, political and Second Amendment refugees. Uh, we had a couple of friends who had moved to uh, 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 southern Colorado, and uh, they said that if, uh, uh, the most conservative county, maybe in the state, uh, for certainly in southern Colorado, is Custer County. It's about an hour and a half south of uh, Colorado Springs, high in the Rocky Mountains, uh, population 4,500, um, a ranching community, stunning views, just simply beautiful. Uh, uh, two small towns right in the middle of the, uh, the county, each with about five, 600 people in it, and hardcore conservatives, I'd say. 65% of the county's registered Republicans. But even in his conservative paradise, George found that most folks couldn't live up to his high standards for political engagement. After uh, Obama got elected, uh, his first term, slowly over that four-year period, uh, interest in the Tea Party started to diminishing as Obama uh, was destroying the country. Um, after he got elected the second time, we had our first meeting uh, since his election in January. And normally at that point, after four years, we were getting 40 to 60 people showing up. At that meeting, only 12 people showed up. And it was doom and gloom. You know, 
Obama's destroying the country, there's nothing we can do, blah, blah, blah. We started talking local, you know, we got to keep Custer County uh, red. And, uh, and, uh, and the fact came up, which has been uh, a problem in the county forever, uh, was that the local newspaper and the only newspaper in the county was extremely liberal paper. And we had done research over the years, and we found out that across rural America, this phenomenon was common, that uh, rural uh, counties tended to have liberal papers. And it's it just because the libs vegetate to that media, and they know they can have an influence on the population via that. So the meeting, uh, meeting was over, we went home, and on the way home, uh, I turned to Yvonne and said, uh, we're going to start a paper. So uh, next day, I, I, I spent a whole day building a business plan on how to start a Christian conservative newspaper in the rural community. Now, we couldn't find the research that George is talking about, and that's probably because it's not true. What we can find is that 1,300 largely small newspapers closed in the past 15 years. To learn more about the newspaper business in southern Colorado, we spoke to George's arch-rival, the publisher of the only other publication in the West, or at least the only other one in the Valley. Uh, Jordan Hedberg. Uh, you are the editor of the... Uh, owner and publisher. I'm okay. not, I could barely spell my own name, so <laughs> the publisher of the Wet Mountain Tribune newspaper. Jordan and George aren't exactly best pals, largely thanks to George's attacks on Jordan and his publication. We asked Jordan to give us a sense of the competition in the local media market and for his overall thoughts on the Sentinel. I think it's just lies. I mean, that's the problem with the Sentinel. Yeah. I, th- I, I don't see the media space as a zero-sum game. Um, if somebody wants to have a openly conservative newspaper in this town, I, I think there's plenty of readers. Um, it doesn't really compete with me um, because we do just community news, and we always have since... 1883. So we've been here for a little while, but uh, I don't see it as a zero sum game until you start lying about things because you're in what you perceive to be a power struggle. So that's the problem with the Sentinel. There's, there's no problem with the Sentinel overall, other than that they like to tell lies to kind of um, justify their existence. Yeah. Jordan's take on the founding of the Sentinel, whose logo prominently features a bald eagle on the cover, if you hadn't quite picked up on the vibe yet, was a little different. You know, they got started in their minds during the Tea Party movement to combat hyper-liberal newspaper, but they only labeled the Tribune that because they needed an enemy. You know, they were, they were very whipped up about Obama getting elected, and um, at the time there had been that Aurora shooting, and so the real reason they really got started was when Colorado put a uh, assault weapons magazine ban into place. So you couldn't have anything that could fire more than 15 rounds um, after the Aurora uh, theater shooting, which was, I guess, 10 years ago this week. Um, so that, that was one of the big things that really got them started was what they felt like an attack on, on weapons. But they did it in a community that's very you know, pro-Second Amendment. I mean, at the time, it was probably 60% Republican, these days it's 50, but still a majority. Um, even the, the moderates and most Democrats probably have guns and are okay with the idea of that. But uh, they had a much more militant style saying, hey, we should be allowed to arm ourselves with whatever. Um, but again, they still had to create a bunch of lies locally saying that, um, you know, at the time it was the former owner that the Tribune was hyper, um, 
liberal, uh, communist, you know, against guns, which wasn't the truth. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Gun rights and the threat of gun confiscation have been a constant source of profitable panic for agitators on the right for decades now. In Westcliff, there doesn't really seem to be much controversy about guns. People who want them, have them, and people who don't, don't. On my drive from the airport to the ranch, I stopped at a couple of gun stores, and I'd seen people lining up to buy magazines, guns, and other things that they'd worried about the government banning, which seems a very odd reaction to a mass murder in your state. But once I got to rural Colorado and past Mantique's gun room, there wasn't really any of that. It was just some old dudes opining about the relative value of different big bore revolvers and an SKS which had been entirely violated by someone's attempt to make it more modern. George, apparently, had seen an earlier mass shooting in Aurora as an opportunity for the liberals and rhinos he so loathed to take away his guns and an opportunity for him to take a stand against them. He decided to take a stand at a place where no one really disagreed with him, and against a thing that wasn't really happening. But nonetheless, he decided to rally the troops and hold, well, we'll let him describe what he held. About, I don't know, six or seven years ago, TL, the Lips in Colorado and Denver passed the uh, gun uh, gun laws, and one of them was uh, the magazine limitation law. And uh, before, it was no limitation, and they passed laws that you can't have any 
but you can't buy any new magazines with more than 15 rounds in it, but the old ones are grandfathered. Now, during the, the legislative session, as you, as you remember, the whole state was up in arms about this. I mean, there was demonstrations in Denver. I mean, uh, we were pissed off, and uh, the SOPs passed it. So uh, Westcliff had uh, a July 4th parade that we actually took over. The Sentinel took over after a couple of years. Uh, and uh, and there's usually maybe 25, 30 floats in it, uh, entries. You know, everything from goats to horses to who knows. No. And, uh, hold on, hold on, George. George, let's dwell on that for a minute. When when I mentioned that I came down there, and you had like five or six hundred people in this parade, um, I think it might have got glossed over. How big are these towns <laughs> to start with? Because it's it's basically a combination of Silvercliff and Westcliff, right? Yeah, each town has about five hundred people. Right, out of five hundred people. <laughs> Out of out of a total of a thousand people, I mean, you you can you can describe it, but describe that to the listeners for a little bit about um, what that parade looks like versus how many people are on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so normally, and uh, the, the tea party had an entry, and we usually had maybe fifteen twenty people march down with you know gas and flags and stuff. But that, that, uh, those gun laws, the uh, mag band, I mean, just energized the Sentinel tremendously. So we decided a couple of months before July 4th that we were going to uh, turn the Tea Party parade entrance into a Second Amendment protest uh, entry. So we printed up flyers and uh, we inundated Southern Colorado, every gun shop, porn shop, everything with thousands of flyers come to the West Coast July 4th thing and tell them what part to go to, or what place to go to, and protest this, 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 these BS laws and stuff like that. And so, um, uh, so that morning, the parade starts at 10 o'clock. Uh, we set up shop in front of the, uh, we told the parade organizers that we might have more people coming, so we found a, a field where we could set up, and we set up there, and we had a couple extra, we had three or four extra guys there to check guns. We said, you know, you could bring uh, long rifles, uh, no magazines, they got to be clear, shoulder uh, uh, carried only, holstered pistols, you know, and we had a whole bunch of people to check for safety and stuff like that. And uh, so we had no idea how many uh, people were going to show up. And normally there's 25 entries and maybe 150 people in the parade, maybe 200 total. And all of a sudden, uh, on Main Street, where our field was, around 8.30, there was a traffic jam that went down like a mile, both ways. And people were turning into our parking lot field there and going nowhere else. And they kept coming and coming and coming and coming. This went on for an hour and a half. The sheriffs were freaking out. We had over 500 heavily armed citizens there that morning with about 25 military trucks, a deuce and a half, jeeps. We had a, a 
Korean War aircraft there with a fifty cow on top. <laughs> Jordan, the Tribune publisher, saw things a little bit differently. So, but right before the Sentinel got started, they were like, "Hey, we're gonna." advertise and they did it all across the the state they said bring your big black evil guns to um custer county and the problem is is you know that was the issue it was this is a family event and so ever since then so what happened was in response the republican town council and the republican chamber of commerce all said we're not going to have a parade we we can't have a bunch of randos showing up right after the aurora theater shootings carrying massive amounts of firepower um, even if you claim it's unloaded or whatever, we just can't have that for a family event. And so the thing is, is they took out a permit and did the parade themselves. So that's really how things. So Fourth of July for them is sort of their anniversary every year. You know, they're very, they they really consider that whole thing um, to be that way. But um, yeah. that's really what happened. No, and it's like, a conservative area. There's no bravery yeah. marching yeah. assault rifles through yeah. Custer yeah. County. Like going to San Francisco to be like, <laughs> now, if they'd done it in downtown Denver where guns are banned, or at least those types of guns, yeah. at least you could say they had a backbone and stood yeah, for what they Yeah, you're taking a stand, but it's not MLK going to Selma, So the it? problem with the Sentinel is the lies. You know, yeah. if they're just a conservative paper, fine. They're allowed to have their opinion. But they tend to tell lies constantly. I, yeah. George had, miraculously managed to turn a mass murder into a sort of pseudo-victory parade for a culture war that he was fighting every day with his newspaper. Soon enough, and largely thanks to this parade, the culture war would be opening a whole new front on the tenacious unicorn ranch. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. 
You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Of course, the Sentinel has opinions about the ranch and trans folk in general. When we arrived in Westcliff, Gareth and I grabbed a coffee at Peregrine Coffee Roasters, long-term friends at a ranch and supporters of me staying up all night with Paul and then up all day with Penny and Jay. We also grabbed a copy of The Sentinel from the dispenser, pulled up a chair and started a live reading. Even after a year of me being aware of their rhetoric, it did not disappoint. So I'm, I, just, uh, I'm, I, I just searched the word gender on The Sentinel's website. <laughs> We got a we got an article on social emotional learning, which is basically a, a, the right trying to rebrand their like critical race theory shit, but make it even broader. Um, and we do have an article from January of last year called uh, "Meet the Gun-Toting Tenacious Unicorns in Happy Valley." Let's uh let's click on that and see what the Sentinel has to say. What is this? What is this guy's name? The Eric Siegel? Yes. High Country New. Oh, that's then what they've done. They've just played rice piece from High Country News. Oh, so they just stole this from somewhere else. It's worth stopping here to point out that the Sentinel does this a lot. It's not clear if they have permission or not, but they seem to dedicate at least half their print pages to aggregating content that is mostly from the far right of the internet. Notable examples include a really spectacularly racist piece on anti-material rifles, which we will not read, and numerous far-right commentary sites which turn shreds of news into a thousand words of panic-rungering opinion. Anyway, let's see what they have to say about the pretty good article that Eric Siegel wrote about the Unicorn Ranch for High Country News. Note, the, the Sentinel is predominantly featured in this article. Negatively, of course. Hold on to your cowboy hats, fellow patriots. This is one wild ride. For the first time ever, we are warning our readers that the article below is very, very disturbing. In many aspects, it may not be appropriate for some folks or children. Our apologies, but the citizens of this wonderful county need to know how the county has been betrayed. Magnificent stuff. So, I guess the article is kind of a... It's a relatively positive article. Yeah, so they they do have an edit at the uh, bottom that that the Sentinel wrote based on the article. Well, folks, the veil has been lifted. For those of you who haven't seen or experienced left-wing fascism, here it is. From Biden to Polis, and all the way down to this hypocritical bunch of hate-filled xenophobes, they are all the same, filled with hate, paranoia, self-righteousness, intolerance, and the desire to rule and control, and obsessed with violence. Their radical, narrow-minded view of the world and our rural community is the only allowable viewpoint. All of a sudden, the citizens of Custer County are fascists and Nazis. This fascist rhetoric that George, himself a transplant from outside the valley who has tried to transform local politics, is referring to, is what sparked off the confrontation that brought me, Aldo, and Paul to the ranch last year. Yeah, so that one wasn't even a parade. What it was was a, it was a protest on the 4th of July because during COVID they weren't doing any right, parade things. Like yeah. So they just did this as a protest. Right. And, and so the sheriff and everybody, went, I mean, you couldn't distinguish it from a, a, a 4th of July parade, except there wasn't... I don't think the fire department and stuff took, you know, the, the sheriff's office and the, sh- the fire department didn't take part. And it was just, it was really a bunch of people with, on horses, marching, guns, stuff like that. But the flags were a little more disturbing. You know, most of the American flags were replaced with 3% flags or 
the thin blue line flags. Um, there was a couple of Confederate flags. Always fun. <laughs> I, I still can't figure out the yeah. Confederate flag. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still can't figure out the Confederate flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Long way south here. Yeah, you know, but there is that lost cause myth that does take place here. Yes, um, I'm sure. And, and it, it, you know, they'll say it's not a racist um, flag, but it absolutely is. This was the parade the unicorns called out. And this was what put them at the center of Gramlich's conspiracy-riddled hate machine. Jordan gave us a little more insight into exactly who those fascist groups were. The people that the Sentinel brought to town for their little protest parade. George Gramlich is a member of Oath Keepers. We've been able to confirm that through not only himself, but Thompson Reuters had an investigative reporter that um, confirmed that for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So Oath Keepers is a big one. 3%, you'll see some of those shirts around. The two yeah. of them are kind of synonymous. None of it's super yeah. organized. You know, yeah. it's kind of like saying that uh, Antifa is super organized. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, very it's decentralized. Bunch of angry people. The problem is, is that they do write extreme things. And I think people like um, myself and then, you know, definitely the Unicorn Ranch suffers um, because they, ha- they, they can't really spread their message without an enemy. And you were asking mm-hmm. earlier how, how much influence do they have. Yeah. Not a lot. They have about... 800 subscriptions, from what I can tell. Okay. Um, some receipts accidentally got put in my box versus theirs. Because <laughs> we're the wet mountain publishing company. Yeah. Um, and they're the mountain publishing yes, company. Yes, I saw so that. Yeah. The post office and all their glory occasionally give me a, a win. But, uh, you know, they're 800 to maybe 1,000 by their own, okay. own numbers. The Sentinel's stance on vaccines will definitely not shock you, considering everything else we've said about George and the Sentinel thus far. Uh, so this comes from marketticker.org. Effectiveness of primary infection against severe, critical, or fatal COVID-19 reinfection was 97.3%, irrespective of the variant of primary infection or reinfection and with, similar, and with no evidence for waning. Similar results we found in subgroup analyses for those less than 50 years of age. Got it? No? Let me explain it. If you got COVID-19 and lived, you are more than 97% certain with a very narrow confidence band protected against a severe or fatal ED in hospital or dead second infection even though coronaviruses always mutate. And I'm just going to check really quickly if that's what they're saying. Uh, and normally, yeah, they've quoted this sort of out of context. Uh, and there is no evidence of protection ever goes away. That is not what the quote says. Uh, if you look at the jab, I think you get the picture. It's pseudoscience babble, transphobia, and general boomer anti wokeism. Oh, there's a piece here. I've said it's about the uh, you know the U.S. Army is really struggling to recruit right now, right? Imagine you're an 18 year old white Christian male in Georgia with a family history of military service. As you progress through your teen years, you watch Confederate statues being torn down and military bases being renamed. Endless media and elitist demonization of your culture as racist and deplorable and backwards. A military and civilian leadership that thinks diversity and inclusion, i.e. fewer white men, is the best thing since sliced bread. Would you volunteer? Identity politics works both ways. Trash my tribe and I won't associate with you, let alone risk my life. Shouldn't it be a shock then that those expressing a great deal of trust and confidence in the military drop from 70% in 2018 to 45% today. So uh, that's why no one wants to join the military, because we are not doing enough uh, confederacy. Wow, there's a whole piece on how to protect your wealth by... Oh, wow, no, there's a whole section of this called the Second Amendment Corner. Okay, interesting. So there's a picture here of uh, a bunch of ATF agents, obviously armed and in plate carriers, and a pride flag. 
and it's, this is a joke, this is a funny, uh, and it says, corporate wants you to find the difference between this picture and this picture. And then it says they're the same picture. So I guess um, the ATF are uh, out there enforcing uh, pride. The little meme comic that we'd seen was frankly bizarre. The two pictures on this comic were an ATF visit. This particular ATF visit got hyped up all over the right-wing media as a raid, a gun grab, etc., etc. In fact, what happened was a dude purchased a lot of guns and the ATF came by to check if he had sold any of them. It's not routine, but it's not super uncommon either. Anyway... On one side was a photo of the ATF agents in plate carriers with rifles, and on the other was a pride flag, because apparently in Custer County, the existence of queer people is a similar oppression to the people who did Waco coming to your door. Jordan has also noted this turn in the rhetoric of the Sentinel. For two years, their sole purpose was to rail against COVID restrictions. Now, with many of those gone, along with 22 people from the county where the average age is 60, they've pivoted to culture war topics when election fraud and COVID don't seem to have stuck. Now it's just we're against um, it was all, you know, the big lie. The election was stolen. Critical race theory, even though it's a bunch of crap. Um, And unfortunately, you know, the unicorn ranch, if there's if there's in the past, it was more against um, anybody that was gay. um, But there's not many of those in the community anymore because they kind of got run out. Um, And so from the the, Sentinel, you were seeing like it just conserves in general, really hostile. Yeah. 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 But now it's, you know. Totally on the trans. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it kind of fights back against the conservative upbringing that I had, which was as long as you're not interfering with me, then there's really no conflict. We've talked about queer exterminationist rhetoric before, and it's very evident that what we are seeing here is a version of that. Fortunately, George doesn't seem to have stuck the landing, but it doesn't mean that this stuff isn't dangerous. It goes without saying that the unicorns weren't trying to trans anyone's gender from their ranch. They were just trying to be left alone. It's not their actions that people disagreed with. It's their mere existence. And sadly, while the attack on the ranch might have failed, other attacks on queer folks haven't. And that makes havens like the Tenacious Unicorn Ranch even more important today. Next episode, we're going to talk about what brought people to the ranch and how to make a queer home in rural America. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! 
Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.